0: Welcome to the Selfish Confidence Podcast, a place where we can connect and be real about how hard it is to be your damn self. My name is Jess, and I'm an entrepreneur with a goal to be as confident in public as I am cuddled up on the couch. So let's take action and build our self-confidence, because when you start believing in yourself, magic happens. This podcast is filled with topics to help you stop playing small and start shining your light, because girl, you deserve better. We'll be chatting through barriers with our mindset, health, and how to start living a life you're obsessed with. Are you with me? Let's do this together. Hi, Laura. I'm so happy you are here today with us. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about you and The Self Set?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Laura. I am the founder of The Self Set. On The Self Set, we rethink traditional self-help advice and add a lot more self-compassion, you know, helping people learn to be their own friend, you know, and just be so much more kind to themselves.
0: I love that too, Laura, because one of the reasons why I felt so drawn to you is because you're just like, cut the crap with the self-help. Like, let's just talk about all of these other aspects of it. It doesn't have to be fluffy. It doesn't have to be all bubble baths. And that's why I love listening to your podcast and listening to just everything you talk about on your social media, because you make me feel like I'm not doing it wrong. And I appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. Like, I love that too. Like that's Because there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve yourself or be into self-help, but there's just this one element of like, you know, meeting ourselves where we are that Mm -hmm. seems to be missing from traditional self-help where we're working towards something and we feel so guilty about where we are right now and like not being where we want to be. Yeah. I'm glad that I can, you know, chat about that.
0: I think that's such a good point too, because where I'm doing this year of confidence and trying to break through some confidence barriers, it's so easy to look at where I want to be or where I should be or all those things and I hate the word should but so often we put that out there where it's like I have to be like this or I should be at this point and if you're not there like you're doing it wrong and I think that you have this really genuine approach to it being like you're not doing it wrong it's going to be okay and I love that um, so today I thought we'd talk about self-acceptance which is a great topic for you what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, self acceptance. I think it just, we just touched on is meeting yourself where you are. I think it's starting to kind of unlearn all the type of, um, advice that the media or maybe other people in our lives have told us of like, oh, just love yourself. It's kind of that recognizing that it's kind of difficult to just go ahead and love ourselves if we've been told so many times to look a certain way or to act a certain way, to be a certain way. So I think self acceptance is really just starting from ground zero, like treating yourself with that a little bit more kindness of being like, Hey, there might be parts of myself that I don't love yet, but I can still treat myself with the respect I deserve. And I think it's just that process of starting to learn to appreciate who you are, appreciate different things about you, your flaws, you know, things like that. And yeah, just being patient with yourself along the way.
0: And the difference too, between like self-acceptance and self-love, because so so many times we tell ourselves, oh, I have to love all these things about me, but sometimes I don't love everything about me. And is that what the opposite side of it is, is just accepting those things that I don't love about myself?
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's, yeah, it's the idea of like, it's okay to not love yourself all the time. Like again, with, since we've all, all been kind of trained, you know, through media or through people in our lives to be a certain way. It's understandable to be in spots or have certain days where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't really like the what I see in the mirror or, oh, yeah, like, oh, I don't I'm not where I think I'm supposed to be or where I wish I could be. And it's that sort of acceptance of that, like, OK, yeah, I'm not really 100 percent happy with this, but that's OK. Like, it's, I'll get there. I don't need to, like, put, add all this shame or guilt on myself. And I could just be kind to myself and be forgiving of myself where I am right now or who I am right now.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's such a great point. So self-love and acceptance isn't easy. We know that, especially just with everything that we're bombarded with on a daily basis. What would you tell the person who is learning to love themselves but struggling with their insecurities?
1: I think it's so important for us to... Give ourselves a little bit of grace. Uh, like I said, I think kind of what my main thing is definitely like a, it's okay to have insecurities. It's okay to not love yourself every day. Like we said, when you get really involved in like self-help or self-improvement, it can feel like, oh, I'm supposed to like love everything about myself. And it's almost a double-ended, double-sided uh, coin there of like you're working towards who you want to be. And then you feel guilty about the person you are right now. Um, so yeah, as you are, learning to accept yourself and learning to love yourself. I think you got to have that sort of understanding of that. There will, there will be days where you don't feel that way sometimes. And that's normal and expected. And it doesn't mean you're like falling behind. Doesn't mean you're failing. Doesn't mean you won't get to a place where you love yourself. So I think it takes that like forgiveness and patience there. And then I think the other part of learning to love yourself, of like actually like noticing that these things about yourself that you love um, yeah, I think it takes that level of like self-awareness. I, I like to really write down like times where I've felt the most comfortable in my own skin and really reflect on those moments of those experiences. Because what I think is interesting is in psychology, there's this idea of confirmation bias. So if we think a certain thing or have a certain belief, our brain will like try to find the evidence to support that. So if we have a belief like, oh, I'm so shy, oh, I'm so awkward, Your brain's gonna try to like think of all those awkward times you've had in the past. So I think learning to love yourself is kind of rewiring that of like, that I love myself and that I am a confident, loving, kind person. And, you know, making sure you can like find the evidence to support those beliefs, you know, whether that is literally journaling them or, you know, keeping some sort of reminder. I think it really takes that time to switch over to like, to believe those beliefs about yourself and to really love yourself.
0: That's such a great point because we do that all the time with so many different things where we're like, oh, I'm not a morning person or all of these different things in our life. Everything, right? Where we have these beliefs of ourselves, And if you can kind of change that where you're like, yeah, but I woke up in the morning once, I can do it again. Or little things like... Do you do like screenshots of things? I feel like for different quotes or maybe if someone texted you and said like, you're so good at this, I just brush it off, but it might be really good to like save that for the next time I'm feeling crappy.
1: Exactly. That's, I actually, um, that was something I think a friend of mine suggested for, that I do is like screenshot any like sweet text messages or comments I've gotten and keep a little like folder on my computer with that. And that's the thing, that might sound like narcissistic, narcissistic or self-absorbed to have that, but it's not, it's like we just touched on. It's just, you need that evidence, especially if you're someone who's struggled with insecurities, it might take some time to have that. um, I don't know how to describe it. Validation, I guess, or those like, or that like direct evidence of, you know, that you are confident or that you're doing well. And yeah, you just need those reminders in order to start to rewire your brain that way.
0: Yeah, because it can go the other way, too. Like, we can think of all the times that we tripped and fell on our face, or we can think of all the times that we messed up at work. Like, why can't we do that with the positive things, the good things that come our way? And it's so easy for us to just brush it off or to not think of it. Like, why can't we get to the point where those are really great reminders for us, something that we can use? It's like a self-love toolkit that you can, like, carry around in your fanny pack.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep a little note card in your wallet or something. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that'd be so good. And since this podcast is all about confidence, I'd love to hear your perspective on self-confidence. Like, can someone create their own confidence?
1: Absolutely. I think because I'm someone who's struggled with confidence for a long time. I was that shy kid, quiet girl. Um, and yeah, there's so, there so many years where I really struggled with it, where I was looking for the advice out there of how to build confidence. And a lot of it was like, oh, just love yourself. You know, just that's it. And I think... Like, and that it might be possible for a lot of people, but I think some, it takes, like we've talked about here that like acknowledgement of where you are, that acceptance of where you are as you get to that point. And, um, yeah, it's that sort I've noticed in my experience that, yeah, it takes that. I, it took me some time. It, start, it took me time to accept who I was and where I was right now, get aware of like the, ba- um, barriers that were keeping me from feeling confident, whether it was like the way I was raised you know, to be concerned what other people thought of me, if I had this idea in my head of um, what a beautiful, successful woman looked like and I felt like I wasn't quite that person um, or things like that. And then it was, once I had that awareness, I was able to be like, okay, let me actually move forward. Let me find these ways, like we touched on, to rework the way I'm thinking about it, um, the way I'm thinking about myself, the way the places where I'm seeking validation, And yeah, just like find a way to, yeah, like rewire my brain to find the evidence that I am doing well, that I am improving and really like celebrating my own growth. Cause that was, I think that's the other thing is that I note, I made sure to notice my growth um, as I was building confidence, because for me, like I mentioned that I had this idea in my head of this perfect, beautiful, confident woman And I never felt like I could quite reach there. And I felt guilty for not being that person I wanted to be. But once I started to actually like recognize all the small signs of my growth, of like those, oh, but I did that thing that five years ago I would never have had the courage to do, or hey, I, you know, felt really comfortable on my skin in that one situation, one social event, things like that, those were worth celebrating and those ended up becoming evidence that I was building confidence over time.
0: And have you noticed since doing things like that, screenshotting things and talking about this and, you know, being open with that? Have you noticed a difference in your confidence?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely Yeah, cuz I'll notice cuz some there are days where sometimes I won't feel as confident like as it's like I said it's totally normal and natural to feel that way sometimes. And I will notice the thought if I'm not feeling confident and I'm able to like notice it and be like, "Okay, wait a second. I have evidence that I do I am doing well." You know, I'm able to, you know, I get the thought of, oh, my gosh, I'm screwing up. My boss hates me. I'm going to get fired or those insecure thoughts that probably anyone listening has probably had at some point. And I'm able to be like, okay, I know I'm doing well. I know it's, you know, I'm feeling this way. It's understandable to feel this way. It means I care about my job. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. But here, like, I know that I am doing well and here's the evidence that I'm doing well. And yeah, it's that sort of switch that has really helped me like, you know, not fall into the insecure thoughts that I might, that might pass through my head.
0: You're aware of it. Like, you know, it it just sounds like you just like know when it pops in and being okay, that we're going to be imperfect, that those thoughts are going to come up, but like, you're aware of what to do. And I think so many people kind of struggle with that where it's so normal to look in the mirror and to hate how you look, or it's so normal to like call yourself a bad mom or to feel like all that mom guilt. And instead of being aware and be like, wait, no, I'm actually a good mom or no, wait, like I actually look great in red, like all these things that we think of often just we don't we're not aware. And I think that that simple thing of just thinking when we hear that thought, if we can shift it in another way is really important. It's so simple, but it's so important because we don't do it on a regular basis.
1: Absolutely. I think we tend to just like believe whatever we think as we just mentioned, like, I think it starts to get wired in our brains. And when I went to therapy, one of the like light bulb moments I had was when the therapist said thoughts aren't facts. So you're, you know, they're able to come through your brain and you can notice it and be like, Oh yeah, I thought that, but no, I don't have to think that like, let me take control and think what I want to think.
0: I loved that in your podcast too. Can you tell that story just really quick about um, when you thought a coworker at work didn't like you? Because I thought that, it's so simple. We do it all the time. And if we can shift that perspective to actually like, wait, that's not a fact. Tell that story. Cause I think it's really cool. If you don't mind.
1: Totally. Yeah. Cause it's definitely something I've struggled with before that for whatever reason, I'll meet someone and think that they don't like me, you know, insecure thought it's like is reading into their body language or whatever they're whichever way they're acting. That's making me think, Oh, they're totally like not into me. I just got like, uh Oh, I'm super self-conscious. So I was telling my therapist about that once, you know, how convinced I was that this one coworker didn't like me. And she was just like, what if that's not true? And that question like stumped me. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, like that thought you're having that you're having a thought that says my coworker doesn't like me. And that's really just a thought, you know, that's unless she's like actively said that to you, you know, you don't really have evidence of that.
0: So Laura, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their confidence and showing up for their life in a way that excites them?
1: Yeah, I think the best, like I I think we've kind of touched on is the idea that it's okay to have days like that, that you don't have to beat yourself up if you're not feeling very confident on certain days. And the idea that, yeah, I think there are, there If you do some searching, there is evidence that you are building confidence, even on your bad days. You know, looking back on the days that you have done things that you don't think you ever could have done a couple of years before, or days where you felt more comfortable in your skin. I think just being able to remember that, even like on the days where you feel like crap, like you know that that's temporary and that like you're still building confidence over time every single day, and you have evidence of that. I think that's the best way for at least for me that i've been able to build confidence over time is that like you know it's an ongoing process and i know that i'm on my way
0: i love that because i often feel too like i'm not doing enough or i'm not enough and i'm like trying to build my confidence every single day or do these tasks every single day but sometimes it's okay if we miss a day or sometimes it's okay if we don't feel very confident it doesn't mean we're stepping backwards it just means that we acknowledge it and and that's okay cuz yeah. i struggle with that on the daily <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing too is that like uh, I guess for me in my past like I've definitely thought that I had like I had this idea of a confident person as this like person that doesn't experience any fears, you know, fearless and on top of everything super talkative, super like life of the party. And I think over time my idea of confident has kind of changed because it doesn't have to be loud. Like confidence isn't isn't always loud. Confidence isn't always like, you know, hey, look at me sometimes there's that quiet confidence of like, I just know that I'm capable of handling difficult things. I know that, you know, that I'm getting more and more comfortable in my own skin each day. And I think that switch too of like finding the type of confidence that is important to you and that is attainable for you, I think is the um, another way that makes it so much easier to build that confidence.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Do you have any personal development suggestions
1: to help with this? I think we've, that self-reflection is like the biggest way to do it. Um, And I think like, you know, with journaling is being the best way. I think that really helps us really reflect on where we are right now and allow us to kind of write little letters to ourselves in a way of like, Hey, it's okay that I'm feeling this way. It's okay if I'm having a day where I'm, you know, my insecurities are kind of in the forefront of my brain and I you know, and then you could also write those like I know that I am building confidence over time and that sort of thing. I think yeah, journaling is like the number one tool for building confidence in my mind, like to actually I like, agree. Yeah.
0: I actually just started doing it, um, I do five minutes a day, every day, not every day, but like most days where I sit down and I just like write anything. And when I started listening to your podcast, you had different journal prompts at the end of them. And I loved that. I felt like it was a great addition to personal development because we're listening and oftentimes we don't apply it. And where you have these journal prompts at the end, I'm like, oh crap, now I got to do the work too? Like, Laura, come on. So can you give us a journal prompt today? Can we do this? Yeah. And and I guess too, like what does a journal prompt mean? Give people a little bit of background because someone who's new to this might not have ever done journaling before. So what's a prompt and what do they do?
1: Absolutely. I like I mentioned, I love journaling. It's been the biggest tool for me when to really like reflect on building confidence and learning to love myself. It's allowed me to get all my thoughts down on paper. Uh, d- journal prompts are that ways to like, kind of push you to think in a certain way to kind of question, um, certain thoughts in your head. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think for in the sense of drill prompts to build confidence, I think what we've touched on is like building the idea of using journaling as a way to write down all your um, the evidence that you're building confidence. Yeah, for a journal prompt for building confidence, I think would be to ask yourself the question, what were some recent moments where I felt confident? But yeah, where I felt the most confident, you know, was it a presentation at work that you feel like you aced? Was it this really sweet compliment that someone gave you? Was it just, you know, spending time with friends that you really love that you just feel totally yourself around. I think being able to write those down and really describe them really kind of put yourself back in those moments in, on your, in your journal. I think that can be such a helpful way. Um, Just one idea of a way to journal to build that confidence.
0: Yeah. I love that. And too, with journal prompts, I kind of think of them like guided meditations. It's like, you can meditate. I am not great at meditation. That's not me saying everybody go and meditate. I'm still learning, but it's like having a guided meditation versus just putting on some sounds or trying to do it in the silence. Having a journal prompt is like having a question instead of just sitting there with a blank page, not sure what to write, which I love too, where you're saying, write down moments. We talked about this a lot in today's episode, like write down those moments where you felt confident before, write down the things where someone complimented you on something and then use those, keep them in your pocket, keep them in your purse for when you're feeling like crap. And it's, again, sounds like such a simple thing, but it makes a huge difference on those days when it's rainy and you don't want to do anything or you feel like a bad employee. Like having something in your pocket, that email from your boss that said you're doing a great job is a great reminder sometimes that not all days have to suck.
1: Exactly. And I think something worth mentioning too is just the way we touched on is that our brain seems to like grab onto or like stick onto like the negative things, you know, the times that we've screwed up, that stands out in our heads. I've noticed for myself on like social media, I'll get all, you know, people who are very supportive and I'll be, you know, think like, you know, won't think much of it, be like, Oh, that's super sweet. And that's it. But if I get one negative comment, then I'm like, my brain, like, like, Oh my God, I screwed up. Cause this one person doesn't like this thing. And I think that's so much with our experiences too, that like, yeah, you had a great presentation, but you don't really think about it very often. Instead, you think about those times that you really screwed up. So yeah, I think having these um this opportunity to really journal about it really you know solidify the those good moments those that good positive evidence in your head of the confidence you've built. I think that just reinforces it. And,
0: yeah. And a great point too, when you say um, social media, how many times, like be real Laura, how many times have you actually gotten a bad comment on your social media?
1: Only like a couple. That's the thing. But I can like pinpoint, like it's usually with social media. It's like if it, if it's a stranger, usually complete, like, you know, I don't know how the algorithm works. If mm-hmm. my, a real gets pushed out to and that some stranger, some 40 year old man is just like, who he has yes. self-love, like. <laughs> Um, you know, something like that. And I'm just like, oh no, this person doesn't get what I'm saying in this video. And, um, you know, it's, that's the other tricky thing is letting go of criticism like that. And that's a whole other conversation about criticism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it does happen sometimes, but mostly I think people generally, you know, with, I feel like the people within my circle are very supportive and are into the, the topics that, you know, you and I like to talk about. And but
0: it's like 99% of your comments are probably wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then you have 1% that's bad. And for some reason, like we always focus on that 1% instead of being the opposite, like 99 people out of 100 like this. But that one guy, 40-year-old that lives in his mother's basement, didn't like my content, even though it wasn't created for him at all. And for some reason, we like get fixated on it because I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, that one person, that one person at work doesn't like me or that one person, you know, in the grocery store gave me a dirty look. They judged me for this. Like, why do we always focus on that one person? they suck.
1: Like get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Like we said, like if they're, if they're being straightforward and mean to you, like screw them, they're not the person for you. And on the other flip side, maybe they're not actually thinking the things you think they're thinking. If that makes sense. You know, what if you're, it's just the insecure thoughts that are coming up in your head that aren't true.
0: Yeah. it goes back to, too, your story of like, it's just the thought we don't know if they actually don't like us and just, It's just a thought and we can change it. It doesn't matter. Um, I appreciate you hopping on with us today and chatting all about self-acceptance and self-love and kind of navigating that a little bit with us because I know a lot of our listeners are trying to figure that out and it's easier said than done. So having some simple tools like we talked about today is going to be so helpful for them. So thank you, Laura. Can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you, where they can find the self-set and where they can find you online?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always on Instagram um, at, at The Self Set. Uh, you can find my podcast, The Self Set, on Apple or Spotify. And you can just find me on theselfset.com. I, se- I try to send uh, journal prompts on my email newsletter. So that's definitely where you can get some more extra uh, you know, prompts to really re- self-reflection questions.
0: Amazing. I'm going to go sign up for that right now. Thank you so much. Oh, I forgot. I still have a few more questions. They're just at the bottom here. So I have questions that I've been asking every um, guest that I've had on. There hasn't been many. You are only the third, and I'm so glad you're here, Laura. So what is your favorite compliment you've ever received?
1: Ooh, I think it might be, hmm, there's two that come to mind. One of them is that I get if someone has ever said something around the around the idea of like, wow, like you get this, like, you know, like you've helped me really like feel heard or something like that. I have a quote on my wall here that says remember the people who have helped you feel seen and pass it on. Um and yeah, so I love that. That's like that's what I like really strive to do. So whenever someone has ever said something like that, it's just like makes me want to cry. <laughs> and then just general co- compliments around like, oh, I just love your energy. Like I've gotten that before and I'm just like, ah, like that's so sweet. I know. I love
0: that too. Like just anything like energy. Every person that's come on has never said anything like physical. I love when people compliment me on my body. Like no one has ever said that. And I think that's a great point and a great reminder to everyone listening today that oftentimes the things we're worried about and the things we tell ourselves we're not good at are not the things that we actually think are good compliments. So
1: keep that in mind. Yeah. The things that we value are so much more than physical
0: Yeah. Your energy is great, Laura. I love having you here. What is your favorite thing to do to boost your mood when you're feeling grumpy?
1: Ooh, I, this might be kind of a obscure one, but I know that times when I've had really bad days, I'm really anxious or really angry. One thing I love to do is I go to Barnes and Noble because I think like that's a place that it's so easy to distract yourself. You know, you can go to each section, look at different books. I can spend like an hour or two hours there um and yeah it like f- really lets me get out of my head you know just it keeps me more occupied than just you know temporary you know tiny fixes and yeah it's just it just makes it more fun you know and and barnes noble is often open to like 10 p.m. Oh, nice. uh, so there's been so many times like in college that i was just you know late night that i'm like i'm just going to go to barnes noble and just walk around for an hour. And so, something about it is just such a good distraction. Oh,
0: I love that too. We have chapters here and it's this similar aspect. It would be a bookstore. And I just love spending time in there, looking around, checking things out. I might not even intend to buy anything, but I just love looking at all the different books. So I'm with you. That'd be the perfect night for me. Any day, not even if I'm grumpy, just like any day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a song or a quote that boosts your confidence?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about this quote by Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. The quote goes, you're imperfect and you're wired for struggle, but you are worthy of love and belonging. That's so good. Yeah.
0: That's so good. I love Brene Brown too. Who doesn't? You are so worthy. Thank you so much for being here today, Laura. And I look forward to listening to your next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening today. If you connected with this episode, it would mean the world if you shared it with a friend or on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for getting the word out. I'm so grateful you're here with me. And don't forget, you are the magic. It's time to shine.